Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, week four picks with Colin O'Donnell. I am Justin Santoup, and uh, we are back. We got a huge Saturday slate to break down. Um, we are both very busy this weekend. Um, I'm working. Colin's going to Chicago to be a... I'm jealous. He's going to Chicago to be a Notre Dame fan and watch Notre Dame play Wisconsin, which is, I think, a trip that you've had planned for a couple years now, correct? Ish? No. No? This, this got planned this summer. Oh. I, f- I thought that, well, whatever, so you know, a couple months now. Um, anyway, big Saturday slate, big games for both of our teams, which is cool. Usually it's just big games for your team. <laughs> big games for both of our I teams. Mean, last, last week was a big game for Rutgers too, right? It was a big game. The only reason this week's a big game is because <laughs> last week was a big game. Last week was a big game. Um, and we've got 24 games to break down, I think. Uh, I, I recounted. I think we have 24 games that we're going to touch on. Um, <laughs> we've got so many games. I'm on games that are not even breaking down. Oh, geez. Rapid fire and uh, efficient breakdowns. And... Um, and let's get it. Um, any anything to, to say, Kyle, before we we get going on this? Nah, let's let's let, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about. Let's rip. Um, first game, Virginia Wake Forest. Virginia four point favorites. Uh, I've seen them as high as four and a half. I've not seen them as low as three and a half. But yeah, I think four is the lowest you can get if you're taking the Cavs. What do you think of the, of this game? This looks like a really fun Friday night game. The best way possible, I think, to really open up a, a college football weekend. Yeah, this is this this game does seem like a lot of fun. These are two pretty evenly matched teams. Um, like I don't really I have them about one point separated in my power rankings. Yep. But I do have a play here. Okay. I've got a. I'm taking Virginia. I'm taking the Cavs um, minus four here Friday night game. I like the bounce back spot for UVA. I like them coming back home, the home crowd. I think we talked about this. Florida State coming to Wake Forest was a massive game for Wake Forest. I think there's a bit of a hangover effect. And UVA just like ran into a buzzsaw on the road in a very motivated North Carolina team. I'm still really high on this UVA team. Their defense definitely needs to not give up as many runs. Like They cannot be that bad in the running game again. I don't really think I don't I don't really think Wake Forest has the horses to really kill them in the run. Like Beal Smith is is a, is a good runner. And they rush for 225 on Florida State, which is impressive, but I I just don't see what happened against UNC happening again against Wake Forest. I think this is going to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of points put up, but I like Brennan Armstrong at home and we're at four, like I, I think that's a, that's a good enough line for me to be on. Yep, um, don't hate it. Um, my number, I think, is Virginia by three and a half. Like I think this is a. Um, I've decided to start allotting four points to home field advantage um, based on what's happened so far this season. So my number is Virginia minus three and a half. Uh, I'm with you, Colin. I think it's a great spot for Virginia, but their defense kind of scared me last week. I think Wake Forest is a really good football team. This could be a really good football game, and I think it could go either way. Um, so I am, I'm staying away. And yeah. I'm high on both teams. It wouldn't, I, I just. Well, I think part of the issue, at least last week with UVA, was that Sam Howell is kind of a mobile quarterback. Like, he rushed for 112 yards. Yeah. Sam Hartman's mobile, too. Yeah. But not like, Sam, he, he's not really game-planned into their running game that much. 
Like he had 37 yards last week. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he can run. I he mean, can I, run. I, I mean, he's not he's not, not mobile. Don't get me wrong. I think Sam Hartman's a very good quarterback. But I just think the weapons Sam on North... plays Wisconsin, right? Sam right? Hartman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, was, that, that was a terrible game. I can't. I still can't believe they, they didn't cover. Um, on Virginia Wake Forest, uh, one final point really for me is um, Wake won this game 40-23 to last year. It was a really good game. It was 20-20 at the half. Um, Brennan Armstrong did not play. Yeah. It was uh, Virginia's backup quarterback in the game. Just something to, to keep in mind because I saw some, some people talking about how, oh, you know, Virgin- Wake Forest blew him out last year. Ah. It was a different Virginia offense. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, you can see how well Armstrong has been playing. I actually upgraded him uh, last week. And, yeah, so, I mean, I guess my line is five, I guess, with the upgrade. So so you've got Virginia minus four. No play for me. Moving on to the second Friday night game, Liberty minus six um, at Syracuse. I wonder if you can get a six and a half. I wonder if is it at Syracuse? I believe so. I thought this would be... They played at Syracuse last year, I thought. I know. It's at Syracuse. It's at the Dome. Yeah. They're going back-to-back at Syracuse? Uh, I mean, why would Syri- Why would it be a home-and-home? Home? Maybe. I don't know. Syracuse kind of sucks, so that could be part of the reason. But, yeah. Uh, it's at Syracuse. What do you think? Um, I think that this could be a statement game for Liberty. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Liberty is going to have the most dynamic player on the field in Malik Willis. I don't know how Syracuse contains them, but having said that, Syracuse does have a really good defensive line. Um, their defense has been much improved this year. Can they move the ball enough to score is going to be my question. Um, they haven't looked really good on offense. Their pass game has not looked good. They're going to have to establish the run. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that. Um, and I don't know if Syracuse looks at Liberty coming in as like this big time opponent, even though Liberty went to the dome and beat the shit out of them last year. I don't know. I think that I think I think losing to them last year factors into this game because losing that game is like they're going to come in with revenge on their mind here. Something that is also on my mind, um, and I might end up getting my ass on the Syracuse because of this, and this is what drives me nuts. It's like. I took Syracuse last year in this game, in this same exact game. Yeah. And well, Syracuse and Syracuse was a worse football team, and yeah. the spread was, I think... One. Was it? like It was like a pick em, right? Yeah. Okay. But there was no home field advantage. Nobody was at the Dome. The Dome is a one of the best home field advantages in a weird way. It's one of the best no, home field advantages. No, it's just a weird place to play. Because it's a weird place to play and sound like it's trapped in there because it's a, it's a Dome. Um, my number's like Liberty by four and a half. So if I want to get frisky on Friday night, like I could see myself hopping on to Q's plus six and a half. Like that's something that I'm intrigued by. So I do lean Syracuse. What do you what do you think of Schrader? I don't think he's better. I think DeVito's better. Okay, because he had a pretty good game against Albany. So I'll tell you, as a Rutgers fan, when Rutgers played Syracuse, they alternated quarterbacks. DeVito played the first quarter, Schrader yeah. played the second quarter. When Schrader went in, Sigh I felt relief. Better. Yeah. Yeah. You know that feeling. Yeah, I know that feeling. What do you think? It looks like you want to have a play on this, and you're trying to figure it out. Well, I want to play Syracuse. I just don't like have a lot of confidence in. Like, I feel like I know Syracuse. I don't feel like I know Liberty. I I don't disagree with that. So, like playing this would be purely a Syracuse play, which 
is scary to do when you don't have the other team like completely handicapped. Because Malik Willis is really good, and Liberty's a good team. Like they were really good last year. All right, here's something interesting, right? What about the Friday night dog angle in big games has been huge this year. Virginia Tech, Friday night dog. Charlotte, Friday night dog. Michigan State, Friday night dog. That was week one, right? Yeah. Week two. Week two, Friday night dogs. There were no real big games. Week three, Friday night dogs. Louisville, Illinois. Do we just ride the Friday night dog mojo and just... Hit it with the cues. I've been wanting to back Syracuse. I want to. I want to. I want to hit Syracuse. So let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride it with you. We can get a six and a half, and I'm I'm good with that. My number is like four and a half. Where can is we get right? a six and a half? I think Fanduel has six and a half. Yeah, my number. Does. My number is is four and a half. So let's ride that six and a half. I'm good with the cues. Yeah. What is um? What's the what's the split on pregame? Let me pull it up. I believe we are on the public side. 55 cash on Liberty, 55 tickets on Syracuse, but pretty even. Um, I've got 64% cash on Syracuse. Is that right? <sighs> on pregame? Mm-hmm. No? I, I have read somewhere that the pregame lines are just completely, like, BS. Well, let's see what, um, what Action Network has for their public betting. Because this ain't this isn't BS. This this will tell you where the public is. It won't tell you where the money is, but it will tell you where like where the where the, the public where is. The t- where, how many tickets are on what? And seventy percent of the tickets are on Liberty. What is it for UVA Wake split 50-50. Yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah, fifty It's that's a great game. I don't. I think the line is well set, and I think it could go either way. It's gonna be a fun game. Um, let's do it, Colin. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Consensus play on Syracuse. I'm good to have some Friday night action. I, I've been looking at that game. Are you placing it as we speak? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't think this gets to seven, does it? What no, did it open? I, I don't think so. It opened at five and a half, and it's just kind of like flirted around six, six and a half. I think six and a half is a good number. And I like six and a half. I think the seven is overblown. Seven would be nice, though. I do. I think the seven is overblown. Think about the six and a half point dogs that, I've, that we've taken this year that have looked good. Yeah. Notre Dame. I don't have a six and a half though. I have it at five and a half, but we'll get to that. All right, we get to move on to um. What the hell is this game? To the Saturday slate, Kyle. Yeah, they're, they're hiding. They're hiding this game from it's me. It's gone. On Fandle. More NCAA. Oh no, it's not gone. Go to more NCAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Boom. You in? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem, man. No, but I I think I came in not not confident, like only having four like four games that I felt really good about, three or four games I felt really good about, and this is why we have this pod. We sit here in this controlled environment, and, and then we, we and get, then we end we up on forty thinking. games. <laughs> we, get, we get incredibly group thinking, and we end up betting Syracuse against a ranked team, <laughs> and they're gonna lose by twenty. It's all right. I I, I I've come to this. This is feeling. a win-win for the Gipper game for Syracuse. I feel like I've come I've come to this feeling that uh, when I'm on a team and they lose. In yeah. a game, and they don't cover in a game that was like pretty back and forth, and they could have covered in. Yeah, I feel like I'm always against them the next week, or I just don't bet on them, and then they always come back and cover. Yeah, I, and this I, is like a like I was on Syracuse against Rutgers, and they it was a pretty evenly matched game, but the breaks went Rutgers' way, and they covered. And then this is a game where I look at I'm like, ah, oh, fuck Syracuse, they suck, and then they cover. Syracuse plus six and a half. I think we're we've overreacted a bit. 
to, to Liberty. We may get absolutely burned by Malik Willis, but we'll see. We might, or Syracuse might play well. I mean, what I don't was the score last bad. year? It was a close game, and Tommy DeVito, I mean, you can say what you want about Tommy DeVito, but he wasn't <laughs> playing. And I think Tommy DeVito was a better quarterback than, um, what was the guy's name last year? Dungy? No, no, Dungy. Cole Pepper. Really Cole Pepper. Yeah. 38-21. But it was closer than that. It was like 17-17, I felt like. Because I watched a lot it of was, It was 21-14 at half. And then Liberty put up 14 in the uh, third quarter. It, but it felt like fluky. Like, I watched that game, and I felt like Syracuse was in it for a while. No? Am I just completely mis- misremembering? It doesn't look like... It doesn't ran, look fluky Sean in Tucker the... Tucker ran the ball effectively. Yeah, it doesn't look fluky in the um, box score, but... Hang on. It was 14-14. It was 14-14. Maybe that's what I remember. Syracuse, Syracuse making it 14-14. Yeah. And Liberty scoring just before the end of the half. All right. Um, Saturday. Saturday slate. You good? You good to move yeah, on from Friday yeah, night? Yeah. Saturday slate. We start with Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Is that what we start with? What we got? No, hang on. Yeah, we yeah, start with Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Is that yeah. a noon game? Noon, eleven a.m. Wisconsin minus six and a half against Notre Dame in Chicago. Still five and a half. Still sixes out there. There you go. Five and a half and sixes out there for those of you that want to bet. So, uh, give me give me your reasoning because I know you have a plan. This you've been teasing it for a long time. I do have a plan. So uh, give me the reasoning, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. That's fine. I'm good with that. Um, so I have there is a five and a half out there. I'm going to take that five and a half. That is what I bet earlier this yeah. week. I like Wisconsin minus five and a half, and here's why. Um, from I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on Notre Dame, mostly because I hear you bitch about Notre Dame every week, twice every week. Um, and what you say is the O line stinks. And, you know, they, they that's it. The O-line stinks and Marcus Freeman, nah. Nah. Not, not really fitting his, uh, his scheme to the, the talent on the field. Correct? Yes. Okay. Um, if Notre Dame can't run the football on Wisconsin, and they won't be able to run the football on Wisconsin, I don't think, I think they could be in for a long game. I think Wisconsin is just a, the better football team. They're going to run it well. They play great defense. Their loss at home to Penn State was... A little fluky. They dominated that game, and from what we've seen at Penn State since, makes me feel even better about Wisconsin, um, which I think is a fair take. And then the next part of this, and this is this is my logic, and like looking at the public and just fading the public. Sometimes you have to acknowledge that Vegas knows better, and when Vegas sets the line at around six between Wisconsin and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is the team that's ranked higher, they're probably the better brand name they're typically the more public team like i feel like everybody's eyes go to notre dame getting points on a neutral site in indiana or in illinois i mean in the midwest i should say um where the crowd's going to be completely split like i feel like that line just looks really big it looks really big and i'm gonna fade that and be like it's big for a reason and i think wisconsin wins this game like 20 to 10 27 14, something like that. So there you go. That's why I'm on Notre Dame. Not on Notre Dame. That's why I'm on Wisconsin. Now tell me why I should be on Notre Dame. Um, so just on the public thing, like yes. that's definitely a factor. Is I think this line surprised people. Yes. But I think it surprised people that haven't been following college football, and I don't think those are the people that are really moving the line. Like I think most people, when you look at this line, if you have paid attention to Wisconsin-Notre Dame this year, you know Notre Dame... Almost lost to Florida State team, 
who was 0-3, just got blown up by Wake Forest and lost at home to Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. Bad game. You know Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo, who last week just lost to Colorado State, who was 0-2 with a loss to Vanderbilt and South Dakota State going into that game. And then, you know, they beat Purdue by 14 points at home. Okay. Like, that doesn't really impress anybody. Wisconsin plays two games. Blue out Eastern Michigan. Nobody really pays any attention. And then the Penn State game, which you mentioned, which was fluky. I was lucky to get away with my Penn State money line there. That was a uh, game that Wisconsin largely dominated. They just got beat deep a couple times by Dotson. And uh, Mertz just could not take care of the ball. So I, I think, I don't think there's like a going to be a ton of money on either side. I feel like this is going to be pretty evenly split on both sides. Why I am going to give the Notre Dame case is this O line has been pretty terrible all year, and last week was the first time we saw any like incremental improvement. I don't expect more improvement here, but this is your third game. It was a completely new offensive line, or fourth game, completely new offensive line coming into the season, tend to gel as the season goes on. So I think small, not nothing major. Wisconsin is going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Their D-line is absolutely great. Like they're, they are a fantastic defensive line, and there's no way Notre Dame is going to be able to stop them. The thing is, I, Notre Dame hasn't run the ball all year, and they don't they haven't needed to run the ball, and I don't think they're going to go in this game trying to run the ball. They come into this game like needing to run the ball and barely being able to run it against all these other teams. No way. They're going to be trying to get their passes, their running backs in space on screen plays and like dump offs in the backfield. Their number two and number three leading pass catchers are Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree, both running backs. So as Brian Kelly calls it, the extension of the running game mm-hmm. is getting it to your running backs in the passing game. I think that's what Notre Dame is going to try to do here against Wisconsin. The other thing is Notre Dame has the most talent they've had at the wide receiver position in a while. They had some drop passes last week. Braden Lindsay is a speedster, but he's not like a natural wide receiver. Kevin Austin had a bad game last week, but he's been very solid besides that. Wisconsin has shown... In the one game they played against legit competition, they're liable to be beat deep. Notre Dame's not going to be able to run the ball in Wisconsin. But they can beat them over the top, and I think this offense is explosive enough that, yeah, maybe they go three and out, three and out, three and out, but then they hit a 65-yard touchdown. That is, that's kind of what I, what I see here from Notre Dame's standpoint if they're going to score points. This is going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion. Um, the other thing is... Graham Mertz is just not like a. I think I agree with this. Graham Mertz is just not a not a great quarterback, and I I talked about this last week. I think it was actually the passing game where I said there was only eleven yard. I said eleven or more in the entire game. I believe it was only the passing game. I think they had a thirty yard rush. Okay. Um. But Graham Mertz is just not going to be able to throw the ball downfield. Notre Dame's secondary, which I thought would be a little suspect coming into the year, has looked better. I mean, Purdue has a solid passing game. Kyle Hamilton is the best defensive player in the nation. Uh, he's a top five draft pick right now. Outside of Kayvon Thibodeau. Well, Thibodeau's hurt, so best player in the nation. Um, 
that's going to be a struggle, especially like like if they if they do anything deep, that's going to be tough. And then the other thing is Notre Dame's linebacker core, which gave up those big runs in the first two games, were completely new. Like Maris Leofau got hurt right in the preseason. You had to throw J.D. Bertrand, who never started a game, in there with a new scheme. And I think that's part of the reason why they were giving up a lot of big run plays. I think Wisconsin should be able to get like third and ones and third and twos, but I don't see Wisconsin be able to wear down Notre Dame's defensive front. They're too deep at the D-line position, and the D-line is the, the strength of this Notre Dame's defense. Linebackers have been improving. I just think this is a rock fight, and I think six and a half is a lot to be laying. Is this a play for you? No. Okay. Um, any, noon, noon in any, Chicago? Any, any thoughts on... No, I think I just I, I I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. I think Notre Dame's really gonna struggle to move the ball. I don't think they're gonna be able to blow the top off of the defense. Um, and I just I, I I like Wisconsin and the line stinks. And I understand what you're saying, but like it stinks. And there's a reason why seventy percent of the tickets are on Notre Dame. Like there's just a reason for that because that's a huge number to take a ranked team against Wisconsin, which is not known for having a like an explosive pass game because they don't have an explosive pass game. I just think that this is a um, I just think it's a great – I think the sportsbooks know what they're doing, and there's a reason why the line is so big. So I'm just going to take Wisconsin, and I and I see it from a matchup perspective. Now, having said that, like, Graham Mertz could turn the ball over a bunch. Wisconsin could really struggle to move the ball through the air. Like, that is a total legitimate possibility. And, like, six and a half is a lot of points. My number is a, is a pick em. Like, I think I made a couple changes, and I think my, my number's like Wisconsin one and a half. Like, the number's it's, – it's a big number. It's a big number. Um, having said that, I think it's a big number for a reason, so I just got to ride Wisconsin. Reminder to you, noon in Chicago is 11 a.m. Central Time. I know. Okay. <laughs> Why? Don't show up to the game at noon. <laughs> I'm with my Chicago uh, Chicago friends. You know, they, they, they know the time over there. 11 a.m. It's 11 a.m. I know. Right? 11, yeah. It's 11 a.m. kickoff in Chicago. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this before we move on? Um, yeah, one thing I was thinking about on the train, actually, is if there's a bet that you can find out there, which is defensive touchdown, I would bet it in this game. I don't know if that's like a, a prop, but I... It could be. Anytime I, touchdown score or defense? Yeah, I would do that. I think there's a very good chance that Wisconsin's able to get to Jack Cohn and strip him for strip sacks, which leads to a touchdown. I think there's a very good chance Hamilton's able to pick off Mertz and take it for six or Foskey, MTA, Heinish, Adam Eola, any of those guys is able to get a strip sack on uh, on uh, Mertz. I just think I think there's a lot of opportunities on both Notre Dame side and Wisconsin side for a defensive touchdown. I think whoever gets that defensive touchdown is probably going to end up winning this game. Are we good to move on from Notre Dame, Wisconsin? Yeah, let's roll. LSU minus two and a half at Mississippi State. What are your thoughts on this one, Kyle? Is that, is that the best we can get? That's the best we can get. That's tough. Well, I mean, what do you want it for? <laughs> yeah, you know what I want it for. Okay, so tell the, tell the listeners. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go on Mississippi State here. Okay. I'm going back-to-back with with the Staters. I don't, I, I don't think they should be dogs in this game. I have expressed opinions that I don't think Ed Orgeron is a good coach multiple times on this broadcast. Um, Podcast? 
broadcast. Uh, my line is LSU minus one, uh, which puts it about even with this line. I just think there's going to be a big home field advantage here for Mississippi State. I think they're going to be mad about how last game ended. But this is a big game for LSU as well because their season hinges on it. I think Ed Orgeron's coaching for his job right here. So, like, I don't feel great about laying Mississippi State under two and a half. I just think LSU is liable to explode. And if they lose this game, I think they're, they're in serious trouble. So my number is Mississippi State minus one, actually. Um, this is a play for me as well. Um, Stark Vegas plus two and a half. It's not that I'm low on LSU. Like, I've definitely downgraded LSU, but I still have them as a top 20 team. Um, I just think Mississippi State's good. LSU will not be able to run the football. No, that, 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 was, that was the other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Is LSU's passing game kind of struggled in against UCLA, and UCLA does not have a great secondary, right? Like, you saw that against Fresno when they blew the top off of them. Yep. Uh, the reason LSU just wasn't able to pass down, they weren't able to take advantage of that. Mississippi State has a better defensive front than UCLA does. Mississippi State shut down NC State's rushing attack. They can make LSU one-dimensional at home. Like, I don't really think they should be dogs. I, I completely agree. Um, two and a half is unfortunately the best number out there for us. But, I mean, I'm okay with the two and a half. I think there's a reason it's it's not above three. Um, I, I think Mississippi State is totally live to win this game outright. Uh, I'm with you, Colin. And I think, I think they're a good football team. I think you're right. The atmosphere is going to be awesome. It's going to be jumping. Um Big test for LSU, and I think Mississippi State's going to be ready for it. Uh, so, so let's go with the Bulldogs, two and a half. It's another consensus play. Sticking in the noon slate, SMU-TCU. I have nothing on this game, so I'm just going to defer to you. Um, I think the number is nine, but let me let me check on that for sure. Nine and a half. Nine and a half, nine, depending on what you like. Um, do you have any play here? TCU minus nine, minus nine and a half at home against SMU. So, Battle of the ponies and the uh, and the horn frogs, the Dallas, you know. <laughs> these are two. Uh, these are two really good teams, in my opinion. I think SMU is one of the best teams in the American, and I mentioned before. I think TCU is one of the best teams in the Big Twelve. My number on this game is twelve for TCU, okay. so it is going to be a play for me here. My thinking, right, is. TCU is off a bye. This is a spray and pray week for oh, Mr. Yeah. O'Donnell. Okay, let's hear it. TCU is off a bye. I was impressed with their win against Cal, despite it not looking great. Yep. You know, you know what I mean here. Like they like they were ran not the ball able. Well, right. What? I think they ran the ball well. Yeah, they ran the ball well. They kind of lost that. Uh... They lost their momentum. In that game, and they were able to come back and win. This is a game you're getting at home against a team that they haven't, they didn't play last year, but in 2019 they lost to SMU. This is a rivalry game. I think Gary Patterson's going to have them ready to go, especially off the bye. And SMU, I've been very high on them, and I haven't made significant downgrades, but they haven't looked as good as I kind of expected them to come into the year. Like Tanner Mordehai leads the country in touchdown yes. passes. But they struggled like on defense against Louisiana Tech, who, so did Mississippi who, is, State. who is pretty good. But Mississippi State was without six players in that game. 
But and and this Louisiana Tech team, like you're you're mentioning all the numbers Mordecai's putting up. Louisiana Tech gave up 42 points to Southeastern Louisiana. Yep. You know, like that's a that's definitely a uh, my number's 12. My number's a, like TCU by 13. Yeah, it, that's a factor, and I just I don't think Gary Patterson's going to lose to SMU in back to back years with the best team he's had in a long time. SMU's good. This game's going to be close. For a little bit, I just don't. I think at home, give me give me the Horn Frogs. All right, you've got it. Um, no play for me, even though I think I've got a very similar number to you in this game. I just think that that's a lot of points for a rivalry game, and we're talking about the explosiveness of SMU's offense. We're bringing the backdoor way into play there, um, so I'm just I'm, I'm staying far away from that one. Next game, Missouri Boston College, uh, Missouri two point road favorites at BC. This is one of the more interesting games on um, on the slate. Uh, Dennis Grossell is the quarterback for BC, not Phil Jerkovic. Um, Jerkovic's out for the season, but Jeff Hathley did a good job with BC last year. This feels like a really big game for Boston College, a home game against an SEC team, even though it's not like a high-level SEC team. It's still an SEC team coming to Chestnut Hill. Well, did you see the? Uh, you see what they were talking about in um, – what was it? Um, Dirk – Drangowitz was talking about like with with um, with going to BC. It's like we don't we'd rather I don't want to like when was the last time we had a recruit from Massachusetts? I would rather just have like I would rather just play a team from around here. And Halfley was like I would go to Missouri to play this game. Yeah. So I mean it's that's that's interesting because it sounds like one team wants to be at this game more than another. Yeah, which is something to look at. Yep. Um, what it's do you like, think, Colin? I totally agree. It's like it's like when Rutgers scheduled a home and home against Arkansas when, when like Rutgers, it was, it was um, the first two years of flood. Yeah. Rutgers had a home and home with Arkansas, and Arkansas was just kind of on the way down. Right. It was the, it was the last year of Petrino and the first year I think of um, of uh, of uh, what the hell is his name of Bielema, and Rutgers swept them. Rutgers won at Arkansas, and then they Arkansas came to Rutgers, and Rutgers beat Arkansas again. Because I think that's it's a I think it's a good point. Anyway, go ahead, continue. Um. So yeah, no, I, that 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 was pretty like that's what I've been thinking about this game. I also am not super high on Dracovic. Like I think a lot of that Boston College offense had to do with Halfley being a great coach yep. and Zay Flowers being a tremendous wide receiver. That being said, Grossel really struggled against Temple. But we've seen Grossel play play well in the past. Haven't we? Or am I just making that up? Uh, I don't think I'm making that up. Maybe. Like I, I, I mean, there, there was a... I mean, he was 11 for 14 against uh, UMass, but that was when he was coming in at the end of the... Like after... he Against UVA last year, he... He threw for 520 yards and four touchdowns. He came in in relief against Louisville and played really well. Like, like I don't think he's that. I don't think the drop off is like that steep. From like, I mean, Jerkovic had to win the job against Grossel in 2020, and then in 2019, I think Grossel played well also. He was pretty much a starting quarterback in 2019 and wasn't like awful. Like, he took over. He took over for Anthony Brown and like outplayed Anthony Brown. Like he led him to a win over Pitt. He threw three touchdowns and a blowout win against Syracuse. He played well against Florida State. He played, I mean, like, 
Why is Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers isn't playing. That's huge. But why wouldn't he be playing? I think he was got hurt in the UMass game. Let me check Twitter. I'm seeing nothing about it. Let me just look at the injury report. See if there's any. There's no real injury report in college football though. I mean, Some... These guys can be f- real shaky. Yeah. So Zay Flowers definitely left. He, yeah, Flowers he returned to the game though. Oh, he did. There you go. Okay, great. Zay Flowers is playing. I don't think, I don't think Grossel's that bad. He's mobile. You know, he's a strong runner. I think Boston College shows a really good offensive line. Um, Missouri proved that they could not stop the run against Kentucky. Should BC be a home dog in this game? Like, what do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> Contentious play? Oh yeah. What is your number in this game, Colin? Uh, my number is actually like I was I was checking this because I didn't want to bet it. Yeah. Because I was like, honestly, I guess I should downgrade the quarterback at least one. Yeah. Let's go to here. So we're gonna give him nine for Grossel. So my spread would be BC minus six. Whoa. <laughs> Even with the quarterback change? <laughs> with the quarterback change, my number is BC by two. Like, I still like BC. Um, I can get you a plus two. You want the plus two? Give it to me. Spray and pray, baby. Spray and pray. I'm, I'm with you on it. Yeah, but like, look, we're not even through the news straight, and look how many games I'm on. I know. I can't watch awesome. any of these games. It's awesome. I'm just going to be checking my phone the entire time. It's awesome. If, if Notre Dame goes down, I might start streaming one of these games. <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah, but... <laughs> they'll, they'll never feel out of it. Next game. Texas, Texas Tech. This is an interesting one, Kyle. Um, I believe the line is seven-ish. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half across the board. Um, it's come down, right? It's open at nine. Open around nine. Uh, so it's Texas minus seven and a half. Um, what do you think about this one? Um, do you have anything? Like I, I took a look at this line and I feel like I feel like there there's a reason the Texas the line moved towards Texas Tech pretty immediately, but this might be a classic buyback spot. Like my number on the game, including home field, is like Texas by ten ish. Um, so there's one thing that's been making me think about uh Texas here is right, Casey Thompson. Yeah. Got the start last week against Rice. And was 15 for 18 with two touchdowns, 164 yards, and one interception. Yeah, but is Rice any good? I mean, Rice was in a battle with Arkansas before. I mean, they're not very good, but, like, still. They had 620 total yards of offense, 427 on the ground, and 193 through the air. Okay. Like, it does... I weirdly think, Colin, if this line gets down to seven, I'm buying back on Texas. So let's see. What did Texas Tech I mean, do? Remember just, how good Casey Thompson was last year? They just destroyed Tyler. They just destroyed FIU. They have the nice win against Houston, which was impressive. Yeah, but they were down for a lot. Like, it's not like. Yeah, no, but that still. Like, like, it, was, it was an impressive win, but it, it could also be, like, thought of as. They also beat Stephen F. Austin by six. Yeah, exactly. 
But that's like the classic. Remember how good Casey Thompson was in that bowl game? Yes. That that's the other thing is it's not like it's not like there wasn't film out on him when he came out to start. Like it wasn't like a backup coming in for a game and then like also, there's yeah. There's film on him. Dude, I think he's pretty good. I do too. I did, I kinda was questioning why Hudson Card got the Yeah, got the go ahead. I think if this line gets down to seven, I might have to be on Texas. But right now, it's nothing for me. It's seven and a half. I think we have to be on Texas. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we mean we. <laughs> we both have to. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. My line is 13. My line is only 10. You want Texas? I can give you Texas. Yes. All right. Colin, <laughs> this is like the ultimate spray and pray here. Come on, Justin. Hop on. No, I'm not tailing at seven and a half. It's not a good enough number. It'll open at ten and a half. I think you're on the right side. That might have been a look ahead at ten and a half. No, no, that's the open. Texas minus seven and a half. I mean, do you think Tyler Shuck and crew are going to be able to score on Texas? They'll score a little bit, yeah. What is the um, game by game in this series? I feel like Texas Tech wins whenever they're at home and loses on the road. Mm, Not accurate. No? Texas Tech won in... Austin in 2015 and 2017, yeah. but lost by 25 in Austin in 2019. I mean, I don't know. I think I think if Texas wins, they probably win by more than a touchdown. Um, I like Texas. I think they're just a better team, more talented. Come on. I'm waiting for the seven, though. Colin, you've got the seven in there. Um, what do we have next? Texas A&M, Arkansas. Probably the game of the day, I think. There's one other game I wanted to, to touch on on the noon slate. Just- Uh-oh. Just briefly. Okay. I don't know if I can... Spit it out. I don't know if I can actually give this out. Spit it out. This is like oh, that. I know, I know what you want. I know exactly what you want. I, I, I can tell you exactly... I know exactly what you want. What do I want? You want... Fuck. Wait, wait, I lost it. Hang on. You want... Hang on. What the hell? Why, why, why is this not popping up? There it is. Let me see if I can find it. I see it now. Moon slate. I, wait, wait. I, I think I know exactly what it is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, you're not. Am I? What are you like, Villanova plus 29 and a half? Is that what it is? Plus 30 and a half. Plus 30 yeah. and a half. There you go. Why? Are you actually giving this out? Are you serious? Yeah. Do you have money on this thing? Not yet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You want a money line sprinkle on that also? No, don't, 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 don't not put that. Go Villanova coming off of a great win against a very good Richmond team. Okay. Penn State coming off a great win against a very good Auburn team. Similar teams coming off big wins. Let down spot for Penn State. Look for Villanova to lose 31 to 7. Okay, there you go. Colin likes, uh, <laughs> likes Villanova. The only problem is, is that. Is that Villanova's an FCS team and no, Penn State's that, a top 10 team in the country? Is that Franklin loves to run up the score? He does like to run up the score. Like whenever he has the opportunity, he tries. Integrity. Texas A&M at, uh, against Arkansas on a neutral in Dallas, which I think is the worst thing in the world. I think they're always in neutral. I, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, I think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think college football games should be played on neutral sites anymore. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. C- conference yeah. game, neutral site... Like, what is that? And Arkansas-Texas A&M is not like... It's not like Florida-Georgia or Texas-Oklahoma. 
You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like it's just a new. It's a new four strive. Stupid. Anyway, A and M minus five and a half. You can get them at minus four and a half. Do you have anything on this game, Colin? Um, I mean, you bet pretty much every other game already, so. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have something on this game. Um. So, I'm not gonna give out Texas A&M because that's where I'm really leaning. I, I don't think Auburn's gonna or Arkansas is gonna be able to run the ball on Texas A&M, but I don't know how Texas A&M is gonna be able to score with Zach Calzada. Um, but Arkansas is also potentially without two offensive linemen. Texas A&M won't be taking this game lightly. Give me the under forty-seven and a half. I, I think this game is this like... This is your first under of the year. Yeah. But the last year when I did my first under of the year, I had a great weekend. And why not this one? Because I have 500 games. A&M, Arky, under 47 and a half. Congratulations. Yeah, I like I like both the defenses here. I like Arkansas. Um, it's not a play for me. I want like six, six and a half for it to be a play. Um, my number's three. But I think Arkansas is just playing with some serious swagger right now. Um... I think they're a really solid football team. They defend. They they run it. Like I think Texas A&M is still a little bit overrated. I never really got there with them from a talent perspective. And now that they're on their backup quarterback, who's even worse than Haynes King, who wasn't very good either. Um, I'm waiting to fade both of these teams. <laughs> they just ended up in a matchup, so I'll fade the offenses. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm not a totals better, so I'm not going to bet the totals. So. That's the best total I can find. Can you find those? Yeah, hang on one second. I need, I need to place this. Jesus. This is degeneracy, Colin. <laughs> the best total I can get you is... <clears throat> 47 and a half. Where? FanDuel. Nice. Or points bet. Which means probably Caesars also. All right. All right. Good. Congratulations. Um, what, I mean, what do you think of this game? I mean, I think you, you pretty much outlined it. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle, but like that always leads me to want to take the dog. I just, I mean, Texas A&M is the better team, but I don't know. I like Arky. I want like I, I want the six, six and a half. I want, I want like that full touchdown. The five and a half is a little fluky for me. I just feel like there's so much like Arkansas steam right now. Like it's insane. Like they're like every single person. I agree has been with that. sucking Arkansas's dick I agree ever that. since that I agree. Texas game, and like Arkansas's good. Don't get me wrong. Like I thought they were like a top thirty team coming into the year. Yeah, just in a really tough schedule. Yep. Look, they beat Texas at home in front of a raucous crowd. Yep. And Texas is kind of weak in run defense, as we learned last year when Deuce Vaughn ran all over them. I. I don't know. Like I, I lean, I lean A and M here. I just can't. I can't put my money on Calzada. I'm with you. So you t- you're taking the under. Spraying and praying. Um, I think I think you're spot on. But I kind of lean the other way. No play uh, on either on the side for either of us. Rutgers at Michigan. Um, I think the line's twenty and a half. Uh, we don't really get those lines in New Jersey when I look at Action Network. Um, so let me let me check it out this way. It opened at like twenty. It says 18 here. It opened at 18, but it, it's been bet up. Yeah. Just want to be a man of the people and get some accurate numbers, you know? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> do you have any takes on this game? 20. Number's 20. 20. Um, I think this is a good gauge game for both teams, really. Because, like I mentioned, I think Rutgers has been getting some bounces going their way, but they're also a really solid defensive team and a really well-coached team, which you know kind of leads you to getting bounces going your way. When you in the right place at the right time, it's not always luck, sometimes skill. Uh, and Michigan's just had like a super soft schedule to start. I wonder if Rutgers is going to have the ability to stop Michigan to run running the ball on them. Because, I mean, Michigan's kind of switched back to the old days. Like, they they got Gaddis to open up their offense. I always thought it was weird because I never thought Michigan's problem was their offense. I always thought it was their defense. Just Don Brown's scheme just had no ability to stop speed wide receivers. So, Ohio State said, give me all your fast wide receivers and we'll burn them every day mm-hmm. of the week. Um but they're running game. They're like running the ball on teams that have always been successful for them. Now with Ronnie Bell out, mm-hmm. they've had to go completely to the running game. I like their quarterback. I think he's looked solid, but like competition has been mad. And they haven't asked him to do anything. Yeah. Really. So I think this is a good game for both teams because if Rutgers is able to slow down the run, that means their defense is better than solid. It's good. And if Rutgers is able to slow down the run then we're going to have to see Michigan's offense open up, and that's where we're going to find out if this is actually a Michigan team that can compete for the Big Ten. Um, I agree completely. It's a gauge game, I think, especially for Rutgers. I mean, Greg Schiano said in the, in the game week press conference, he said, we're about to find out where we stand. Like, it's 7.30 on Saturday night. Like, we'll know. Like, are we good? Like, are we good enough to compete with the Big Ten? Or where is this? It's in Michigan. Michigan? It's the Big Rutgers House? Be there. I mean, I thought about going to Ann Arbor anyway, <laughs> but it's at the Big House. Um... My number is like Michigan by 16 or 17. Um, so I think it's a pretty well set line. I think my number is Michigan 16 and a half. Like that's what I have on the game. So I, I guess there's some value on Rutgers, but I might be over overvaluing RU. Um, having said that, I don't. I actually don't think I am. But mine is 13. Yeah, 13 with home field. Yeah, I mean more like 14 if you're gonna give like big houses kind of. Kind of gives you some value on Ruddy. Just saying. It does give me value. On, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. On, um, on Ruddy, but I'm like. I think Michigan can win this game going away. I think it could end up being a dogfight. Like I really have no idea. I don't need, Michigan should have 13 on the O line. They've been. Like these are these are teams that are. That they're both three and zero against the spread. They have the two highest average cover margins. Yeah. Like I mean, so these are two teams that the market was really down on coming into the year and have. Outperformed. We'll find out where they stand, and I don't think there's anything really. There, I don't think there's value on either side. Like I think if you really like Rutgers, you're getting a great number at twenty. If you really like Michigan, you're getting a great number at twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's it's interesting because you can say both these teams have really overperformed their expectations, but you can be a naysayer on both. Yeah. You can say Michigan's schedule was way worse than expected, and that's why they're blowing these teams out because they suck. And you could say Rutgers has been getting turnovers and hasn't played a difficult schedule either. So it's yep. you you don't really you don't really know. You don't really know with either of these teams. So this is gonna be interesting just to find out where they stand. These are the games I love. I don't go in with any stress of these games. I got <laughs> any more expectations. Well no I don't stress I don't stress a road game at Michigan. Like what's the worst that happens? Directors is forty five nothing. Blown out. Like, okay. We're still three and one. You know what I mean? 
Like I get stressed for. This my... is a new. This is a new feeling for. Uh, this this was. This feeling mean? began in the Ash and Flood era. I mean, I'm still like hyped up. Like I'll. Be no, like... yeah, but you're. But the fact that you're not stressed is because Rutgers has been beaten. So badly in recent years that it it's that might be it because you you used to be telling Colin, me Colin nothing humbles you like broadcasting a fifty five to fourteen blowout loss at Kansas yeah like that was that might have been the most humbling experience sweating my nuts off in Lawrence Kansas watching Puka freaking Williams run rampant on the Rutgers <laughs> defense nothing nothing humbles you more as a Rutgers fan than that experience that yeah. was a killer that was a killer that day <laughs> that faithful day yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have been there to see it. That was my it. first football broadcast ever. I wish I could have been there to see it. I said, I said to my dad, it's really funny, this is a funny little anecdote. Uh, Rutgers was 1-1. One one. They had beaten, I think, Texas State week one and then gotten... Yeah, they got their picks, right? They, they been talk, I was listening to the radio and they're like, Rutgers ha- didn't have a pick all last year. And then they got like three picks and they're yeah. like, oh, the defense is good. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> um, anyway, Rutgers beats Texas State week one. Uh, Sikowski plays pretty well. Like everybody's hyped up. Then they go to Ohio State. They lose by a thousand. Pretty sure that was the game I told you. I thought Rutgers was going to beat Ohio State. Yeah, that yeah. Was the... that obviously didn't happen. Yeah, this I think this back to back stretch is is what what, what killed the uh, the spirit. Yeah. Well, so then week three comes around. And Rutgers is at Kansas, and this is my first football broadcast ever. And so there's there's like a thing when you're a broadcaster, um, a student broadcaster at WRSU, usually seniority or like leadership position, um, broad chooses the half they would like to broadcast. And so I was the sports director at the time. I was broadcasting with Sam Morris. I was a senior. But I got to choose basically which half I wanted to broadcast. You choose a half. Then if it's another senior type person, you guys will alternate. So like the next game Sam and I would broadcast, we would flip-flop halves. Make sense? Yes. Okay. Anyway. So I, I'm, I call my dad and I'm like, Dad, I'm having a really hard time trying to figure out what to do. Because I, 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 I want to broadcast the second half. But for whatever reason, I think either Rutgers blows them out or they lose like on a heartbreaker. And I don't want to be broadcasting a heartbreaking loss in my first like ever football broadcast. And he's like, then just do the first half. Like bring it in, excitement, Sikowski. Sikowski throws two pick sixes in the first half. Rutgers loses by a thousand. I start laughing on air like a madman. They had to tell me like people were concerned that I was gonna jump off the, <laughs> off the press box. Like it was really a scene. I did, do they have those like recorded? Oh yeah, I, I, have, I I'm sure I have that game. You gotta you gotta send that to me. There's a there's a so Puka Williams has like a sixty yard touchdown run and I laugh mid call mid Marsdale call uh, I'm I'll find it just remind me I'm, I can I can definitely track it down but anyway that's my anecdote and that's probably why I was so beaten down and that's why I go into this game at Michigan stress free excited like what's the worst we, the worst has already happened you already got blown out exactly. by Kansas and you know what I survived and we came out <laughs> and we're better for it you know what I mean so anyway. Um, I don't think there's anything. I remember. I remember going into that game. There, like, there was like everybody was calling it like the toilet bowl, yes. the shit bowl. Yep. And there was like this one Rutgers fan just went on, and it was a completely valid rant. Yeah. But he just goes and he's like, "This is what Kansas has done. This is what Rutgers has done. Rutgers is not on the same level of Kansas. Like Kansas, like is terrible. Like, did they lost to South Dakota? They lost to Eastern Illinois. They lost to all these random teams. Like Rutgers has lost to like." Ohio State and Michigan, and they're like, they win bad games against bad teams. They're just not great. They're just downtrodden. And post game, that was everywhere. Twitter, Reddit, that was the number one thing. Like everything, it's just like, <laughs> Ruck, 
Like this, it's dis, it's downright disrespectful, and they just like switch it to compare Kansas to Rutgers. Yeah. Anyway, we move on. We move on. Big game this week for Rutgers, though. Really exciting. They're on ABC for the first time since I think 2016, 2017. Like first time they're on a national network in a long time. So it's it's a big deal for Rutgers. Rutgers fans are pretty excited. Uh, one Big Ten battle to another. Illinois plus 11 at Purdue. Kyle, you got a good look at Purdue firsthand. Um, I'm not sure if David Bell's back or not. I don't expect him to be. But um, Illinois played well last week. I just I don't really have much feel on this game. I think the number's really well set. My number is 11 exactly. And it, it, it won't surprise me if, um, if Purdue comes out and blows him out. And it won't surprise me if Illinois keeps it tight. What'd you find it? Yeah. Okay. God, I just wanted to win by 10-plus so people could shut up about this. Arthur brings up the past five years. Rutgers, 24-38, and 38, two bowl appearances, one bowl win. Kansas, 9-51, and 51, no bowls. Rutgers is a bad-ish program. Kansas is a horrific affront to society. <laughs> Kansas won by 50. That game, um, Rutgers was, you know, Kansas was favored in that game. Kansas, I think Kansas is minus one, minus one and a half. Yeah, that would have been a good game to be on Kansas. Um, oh, shit. So, where were we? Oh, Purdue. Illinois. Illinois. Is like, this, where, is this game, where is this game at? It's at Purdue. Okay, yeah, I have, I have 10. <laughs> I have a 10. I, I, like, these are two fucking, like, middle-of-the-road to bad Big Ten teams that I don't really... But I think Purdue is a little more explosive. I didn't really see it last week. Yeah, well, Notre Dame's better than... Illinois? Yeah. yeah, I mean, why did you, is there anything you wanted to talk about in this game? Why did I include it on the yes. list? Because I'm a Big Ten homer. <laughs> um, I just think I think it's tough to to want to lay that kind of number with Purdue. With Purdue, um, like I I could be wrong, but I feel like I faded I have faded them quite a bit over the last few years as a favorite, and like been really successful with it. Yeah, well, Purdue's kind of sucked outside of that Ohio State win with Jeff Brown. Yeah. Let me see. Let me just look at something because I think this is a pretty accurate take, um, and I've been pretty. I've been beating this Jeff Brum's okay drum for a long time. Like, yeah, you were, I, the, I like you were one of the first people on that. I think he's gonna. He's he's on the hot seat now. I, I don't think he's on the hot seat. He signed a massive contract. He Purdue was eleven and fourteen against the spread as a home as a favorite with under Brom. He's on the he's on the warm seat. At you least. know who's since two thousand seventeen. You know who's got the best cover percentage as a favorite in college football? Who? Rutgers. Because they're only fa- they're probably only favorite <laughs> against like the real dregs of, of, of the SES. Let's see who's worst. This is pretty intriguing to me. Who do you think? Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> it's another point, another feather in that guy's cap. <laughs> I mean, he made a valid point, right? That means Kansas's only win and that's only cover as a favorite in that span was against Rutgers, right? Maybe. It has to have been. Anyway, um, I just, I'm not high on, I'm high on Purdue-ish, but like, I don't think they really should be two touchdown favorites over anybody, however. I mean, Purdue just seems like a solid team. Like, I watched them play and it was just like, all right. Yeah. And I don't feel that way about Illinois, though. Like, I I think Illinois. They're solid. I thought they got up for Maryland and they didn't execute. Like, if you, when you get up for a game, like, I think they were up for Maryland Friday night at home. Yeah, and you well, don't like, secure the win. But they were up for Nebraska, and they got the win. Right, right, exactly. Oh, you think when you got up and you go on the road, you're beaten down after losing? Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's definitely true. So take Purdue. Uh, I'm not taking Purdue. I don't have a number edge, and I'm not bad. Like, I, I just gave two reasons why I don't like either side, and that's, that's enough for me to not bet it. 
Um, yeah. Clemson, NC State. This is a fun game. What are we doing about this game? NC State plus 10, plus 10 and a half. I mean, I am intrigued, dude, but, like, it's really tough to fade Clemson. But, like, Clemson just won by, what, six against Georgia Tech? Two lightning bit delays in that game. So what? My number is actually... Um, quick math. My number is... Uh, Clemson 9.5. Clemson minus 9.5. So I have no play. I hate to say it. But, like, I want to be on NC State. What do you think? I want to talk about this game. <laughs> What's your take? You like Clemson? My number is 12. Okay. I kind of like Clemson. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been thinking about this as a game that I maybe like... We've been high on NC State all year, right? We have. Mississippi State shut down this offense with their D-line. Clemson has a better D-line than Mississippi State. True. Like, Lear is good. The home field, it's going to be raucous. This just feels like a game where everybody's on NC State hoping for the upset, and then Clemson just blows them out. There was 61% of the tickets are on NC State. According to Action Network. Which means that's a lot because think about all the idiots that have no idea Clemson struggled with Georgia Tech last week. Yep. Do you want it? I can get you 10. No, there's a nine and a half. Are you sure? Yeah, points bet. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really making me think. Uh, yeah, there's a nine and a half. Do you want it? Shit or get off the pot. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm I mean, you have a number edge. You like the spot. Like, I don't think it's a bad play either. Like, there, I, I, I completely agree. <sighs> I'm not betting it, though. Yeah. I don't know. The, the thing is, it's on points bet, and I don't have a points bet, so I can't bet. So then don't, don't even worry about it. The nine and a half. If it comes down, just say if it comes down to nine and a half, you'll, you'll play yeah. it. That's yeah, your I'm recommended a, number, right? I'm on, a, I'm on enough. Well, it is it nine and a half? Fuck it. It's praying, 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 spray. Spray and pray. No, pray and spray. No, no, no. You spray. No, I'm praying right now. That's why I'm signing half. You were on after going one and seven last week, Kyle. I was on one and seven, one and six. You were one and six against the spread. You were one and five against spread. One and seven after going one and six last week. Sorry, going one and six last week. Sorry. You are on nine games, and we're only halfway through the podcast. I gotta make it up somehow, right? Gentlemen, hide your wives. <laughs> Colin's coming to town. <laughs> anyway, no play for me. Um, good for you, though. I, I I totally appreciate the spraying. There was also the there was a two hour lightning delay in the Clemson game. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, all the all all types of nonsense. Iowa State minus seven at at Baylor. What do you think? Baylor's three and zero. They kind of they're kind of sneaky three and zero against you know nobody good. But Baylor's trash. <laughs> Fuck Baylor. You're not a big Dave Aranda guy. They're a bunch of bums. What do you think of this game? I have no play. I have no no thoughts on this. So game. I have a number edge here. Maybe I probably big, do. I'd maybe have a big number edge on Iowa State. I have a massive number edge on Iowa State. Holy shit. Let me look. Are you at sure Baylor. you haven't? I haven't I haven't changed Baylor. I have not looked at a single Baylor game. So I so I have upgraded Baylor quite a bit. I mean, they're better defensively. I think they run the ball better than I expected. 
Let me look at Baylor. Who I still have a number, though. I have Iowa State minus 10. That's my number. Let's see. Who has Baylor played? Okay, so they beat Texas Southern. They struggled against Texas State, and they killed Kansas, who you said you wanted to bet on Kansas. But I didn't. Yeah, but you did say you wanted to. I thought I just it. I just remembered that. <laughs> you try to sneak that in the, <laughs> in the list. Yeah, I have a massive number edge on Iowa State. Let's see. Coming off of killing UNLV. Is, is it seven? Yeah. Roll cyclones. Dude, what is good with you? I don't disagree, to be honest. Come on, come on, come on. Hi, look, look at the number, number edge you small? have. I, I, it's so small. Num- and, what and is, it's what because... is your number? My number edge is not that massive. My number edge is a standard play number edge. But I might not know Baylor enough. So with no changes to Baylor. So yeah. not not accurate. How much would you say you upgraded Baylor? Uh, I've upgraded Baylor probably about four or five points. Okay, so I'll give him a four-point upgrade. Um... And then where is this? Baylor. 12.8? Okay. 16 with without the upgrade? I think Baylor deserved the upgrade. Iowa State minus 7. You got it, Colin. I, I might be tailing you on Saturday. That's, uh, that's one I have to take a look at. I don't like taking road favorites, but like... This just feels like, a, like Iowa State's undervalued. Iowa State's bounce back spot. It just feels like... Against Iowa Baylor? State. Baylor sucks. Baylor's terrible, man. They might not be. They're not. All right. They're, they may not be terrible, but still. Like, like I guess if you beat them by seven last year. Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. But this is like Baylor was up fourteen nothing in that game. This is a motivated Iowa State. Does Charlie Brewer come back? <laughs> How's their quarterback been? He's been really good. Baylor's. Yeah. Little threat guy. Yeah. 19 for 23, two touchdowns. Yeah. Jerry Bohannon, I think is his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really good. And he runs it well. Like they struggle against Texas State, though. I was on the road. That's a tough season opener at Texas State on the road. I mean, Texas State did just lose to Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word! Yeah. (laughs) And beat... Had pretty terrible FIU by seven. No play for me. I don't hate it though. Like there's there's there is a scenario where Iowa State goes and wins this game by thirty five points. Yeah. Like forty two to seven. Like no doubt. Just about blow it. out. Yeah. yeah. Motivated. Like I think you're on the right side here. I could not bring myself to bet Baylor. Um, so so no don't play. bring yourself to bet Baylor. Bring yourself. Here's a play I do have: Louisville at Florida State. Um, I think Florida State is a two-point dog. Uh, let me check on that. Florida State two-point home dog. Two and a half, actually. You get the two and a half, which is huge. Um, what are your thoughts on this game before I, I go into my spiel, my pro-seminal spiel? Do you have any thoughts on this it's game? It's going to be the first time where I can't, I can't do it. You can't what? I can't bet a game this this Saturday. Why not? What is your number on this game? Just curious. Louisville minus, no FSU minus two. Yes, exactly. But I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really downgrade them recently. I don't. I don't know if they need to be downgraded. 
I think they definitely need to be down. My number is FSU minus two and a half. Um, I have like some serious thoughts on this game. Like, let's think about. I wrote them down. Hang on, let me pull it up. Okay, so I've seen both teams play, right? I don't. I think FSU is a more complete roster, as crazy as that sounds. Like Louisville is Malik Cunningham. Here's one problem before we get into this. Two FSU offensive linemen went out against Wake Forest last Great. week. Don't matter. And their offensive line is already very thin and Great. pretty terrible. Cool. Louisville does not have a very good defensive line. Um, <clears throat> I could get pressure on FSU's offensive line. If Louisville didn't have a pick six, in the like a lucky pick six in the final moments against UCF, like they're one and two. Um, Florida State was right there to beat Notre Dame. They lost to one of the best FCS teams in the country on a crazy fluke Hail Mary. They turned it over six times last week against Wake Forest. Like, all these things, like, I think Florida State is being completely undervalued. They're 0-3, and Louisville is not that good. So I just don't think Florida State should be a dog at home. Yeah, so. and Norvell's coaching for his life. Yeah. Like, this is a, a do-it. I'm game. just worried about the O-line. That's fine. I think that's a totally valid concern. I'm, I'm also on so many games. Florida State... Plus two and a half. For all and I have more games to count. I love Florida State. That, that's one of my, that's my third favorite play of the week. Wisconsin's my second, and we'll get to my, my top play a little later, which I just adore. Anything left on that game? No? No. You see, you, you see my perspective, though? It's not a, I mean, no, I, I, see, I see your perspective. That line's sus. The it line is, is. It's incredibly sus. The line is, is suspect. Very. UCLA minus four, minus four and a half on the road at Stanford. I want nothing to do I can't with this touch game. this game. I cannot touch this game for the life of me. Okay. Why why can't you touch the game? Because Tanner McKee McGee McKee. McKee. He's been playing well. He could torch UCLA's uh suspect pass defense. But like can Stanford really stop UCLA's running attack? Should be a really good game. Yeah. If anything over fifty eight point five. I don't hate that. It could be kind of a shootout. It was a shootout last year between these two teams. Yeah, it just seems like a shootout to me. 58.5. What is like a 58.5 score? What co- 31.28 covers that? Yeah. I'm not a totals better, so I won't be on it, but I don't hate that look. For those of you that are, are into that type of thing for betting totals. Not me, but I don't hate that. Um, my number is like UCLA by 1.5, so I have like kind of some value on Stanford, but... I don't know. I really like I really like UCLA, and I love teams that are able to run the football. And I think losing to Fresno State was more of a a wake up call and a punch in the mouth that Chip Kelly's going to use as as an advantage than like a, an actual sign of UCLA not being good. I still think UCLA might be the best team in the Pac twelve South. I so. yeah, I think UCLA's good. Um, what is this? Is at Stanford? Yes. Yeah. So I got this as like uh, four point edge. UCLA by four. Yeah. Yeah, no play for us. Um, but interesting look on that over. Not for me, but interesting to look at. Um, Kansas State and Oklahoma State. What do you think about this game? This is, this is more... Uh-oh. I know that giggle. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. You, you, you thought wrong. You thought wrong, pal. Okay, so you, no play for you? No way I'm playing this game. Yeah, I, I think the line stinks to all hell. So you know Kansas State is ranked and Oklahoma State isn't? This has principal play. Where is this? It's at Oklahoma State. 
I don't have a number edge. I like Kansas State, but like, I also I so here's my feeling on this game, right? Neither of these teams are teams that I'd like to really take as a favorite. I think they're both pesky dogs, which means I should be all over Kansas State. But you know who's all over Kansas State? Everybody. Everybody and their mother is all over Kansas State because they just had a huge win over Nevada. They're like getting six points. Seventy percent of the tickets are on K State. And I just, but I just can't bring myself to back Mike Gundy to cover a five and a half spread, knowing yeah. how terrible their pass offense is. This game reeks, and I'm staying so far away. My number is twelve. What? Colin, you have to be on Oklahoma State then. Dude, you have to be on Oklahoma. You have to be on Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, the line stinks in Oklahoma State's favor. Like it is a great number. Then if you if you think the number is twelve. Yeah. And you're and you respect Kansas State, like you have to be on OK State. <laughs> yeah. You think the number's twelve? Yeah. Are you sure your math is correct? Yeah. I mean, maybe I could downgrade quarterback again for OK State. But I I was pretty high on OK State. I feel like the lines are, are pretty solid. My number's actually Oklahoma State by five. So I think it's a pretty sharp line. You I think my, my, my Kansas State D line, I think, is too low. I'm giving you a okay. It doesn't matter. Then. What, so so it'll still be, your number will still be 10 then, even if you upgrade them two points. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of points to upgrade a defensive line. Do you want it? Yeah. I definitely need to look at Kansas State. <laughs> Oklahoma State minus 5.5. Colin, if your number's 12, you have to be on this game. All right. That's right? Yeah. 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 I mean... Whatever I'm, I'm playing every I'm playing every lean to this weekend, you know. It, it, this is a this weekend is gonna make you or it's gonna break. You. Yeah, I'm 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 putting all my five chips and a half on, on Fanduel. That's what it says here okay. on the table. There you go, Oklahoma State minus five and a half. I might ha- I might tell you on that. Just saying. Like I might tell you on. Give that. it out. Then. No. No, I'm not giving it out because I don't have the number edge and I don't feel I don't have the same conviction on it. I don't have any conviction on it. I'm playing this because I got fucking 30 plays this week. Um, not 30, just 11. <laughs> it's go time, baby. Do you think Will Howard and Kansas State are gonna be, is going to be able to run the ball in Oklahoma State? Like, I kind of no, don't think so. No, I don't think so. And I also think um, it's second game with a backup quarterback. There's, yep. There's, yep. There's film on him. Dude, we may have just sniffed out some stink here on Oklahoma State. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a, a stinky, 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 stinky line. It's so stinky. Come on, come on. Hang on one second. I'm I'm close. Plug plug your nose and hop on over. You know I have no problem with eating stink. I know you. I love you love stink. stink. You, I you love bet, stink. You bet on West Virginia last week. That was this is a this is a principal play. That was stinky, but. It, that was less stinky than this is stinky. Everybody and their mothers on Kansas State. Let's rock. Colin, let's rock. Go Pokes! <laughs> Go Pokes! Yeah, wow. it's, a, it's, a, it's a stinky line. line. stinks. It's a stinky line, and there's no, like, there's no evidence for it to be stinky. You know what I mean? Glad we just talked. There. I, I, you having it as, as 12 was like the killer there for me. Like, let's go. Let's go. Oklahoma State, that line stinks. Hold your nose. Let's rock. Dude, I follow the stink. I love me some cheese. All right, from one stinky line to another, my favorite play of the year. All time, love it to death.
Just I want to I want to like. You want to make love to the spot? I want to. Sh- I mean, I don't want to get too graphic or anything. <laughs> but like this line, this line is like a nice like chicken parm sub, you know. And I love me a good chicken parm sub. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Yeah. I mean, you can't see me, but trust me, I like a good chicken parm sub. A nice bacon cheeseburger, like. This line really is speaking to me. Um, it spoke to me at three and a half. It's speaking to me even more at five. Michigan State at minus five is a trap. It's a trap. Take Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, plus the points. Take them on the money line. Do whatever the hell you want. Just rock it to sleep like it's a baby because Nebraska is having the win of the Scott Frost era this week. Let's go. They can. I think they can stop the run. I think Michigan State is being way overvalued after going on the road and beating Miami, which was a great win for them. Yeah. They're now sneaking into the top 25 for the first time in, in, in a few weeks, in a few years, I should say. They, I think they might be ahead of schedule. People think they're ahead of schedule in the rebuild. Not so fast, as Mr. Lee Corso would say. Not so fast. You know who's been really good the last couple weeks? Nebraska. Nebraska's been really good. They had every chance to win at Oklahoma, which would have been a hu- an even bigger win, right? They were yeah. right there. They blew out Buffalo. You know who Buffalo just took to the wire? Coastal Carolina. So Buffalo's not that bad. Adrian Martinez is playing the best football of his life right now. They run it effectively, like they with with multiple running backs, and like they need to win this game. And now they're going on the road as dogs. Like I think this is going to be a dog fight. I think it's going to be a real battle. I think Nebraska can go win this game outright. I think they're incredibly live as a dog. I want them plus five, and I want them plus one seventy five. Yeah, I mean, I see it. The Buffalo game, they did like go for on fourth and one when they're up twenty-one and three, just to get another touchdown. That a boy, Scott so, Frost integrity. That, that, that's some uh, that's some Scott Frost trying to save his ass. The defense is good. I like their defense a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they've been really solid. I don't have a number edge. I I don't have a number edge either. I'm a big Mel Tucker believer. I can't really bring myself to bet this game, but the line. The line stinks, and every fucking idiot. Everybody's on Michigan well, State. Well, because it's 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 doubled. Every idiot was on Michigan State last week, and they won, and they won handily. So now they're like the gravy train. Yeah. My problem is I just don't know if Nebraska is. I feel like there's a significant coaching edge. It might be, might not be though. Uh, everybody and their mother is on Michigan State. Yeah. Everybody and their mother is on Michigan State, and I think that I am going to take the side of the sports book. And just come come home to daddy all the all the cash. I think this is I think I this is as clearly as I have seen the board. These are the famous last words. This is what I said last week. I just think that this I think sniffing out that cheese oh, is man. Like, that okay is, state open at eight and a half. I, <laughs> I like okay state too. I think that I Con, I am eating stink this week and I love it, dude. I just trap me in a locker with a bunch of farts. Like that's, <laughs> That's where, I'm, that's where I'm at this week. Right? This is a stink fest, and I love it. I, I love it. Oh, my God. Anyway, Braska plus five, then on the money line. This is, this is hands down my favorite play of the week. Favorite play of the year. Like, I love this. I might not have a play that I like more than this all, all, all season long. Any last words on this before we move on? Don't hate it. Do not hate it. Don't play it. You're playing everything, but you're not playing this. I'm not playing this. I can't. I can't. I can't play this. I. I just the coaching. You know. All right. This game's not on our slate, but 
for whatever reason, I feel like you may have found your, your way into it. <laughs> Are you betting Navy plus 20 and a half at Houston? No. Oh, okay. All Navy's right. fucking terrible, all man. Right. I all won't. Right. That's all you. You want to keep I'm that not, out. I'm not, I'm not betting it. I just, I know you like Ken Dumatololo, and I know. And this game. Navy team is terrible, man. I agree. I can't believe I bet them against Marshall. All right. <laughs> that, that's my worst bet of the year. That was a tough one. Kentucky at South Carolina. Kentucky minus four and a half at South Carolina. Stinky. Is it stinky? It's pretty stinky. It's in pretty. Which way? It's pretty in. I feel like everybody's thinking Kentucky's going to walk in here and blow out South Carolina. Not really. South Carolina had a pretty good showing against Georgia. I'm seeing it. Did as, they? I'm seeing it as a pretty split bet. Bet split. I don't know. It it it, it seems stinky to me. Yep. I think. Uh, Do you? So you're betting on this game? No, I can't. Okay. I, I can't bet on this game. Um. It just seems kind of low, right? And yeah, Kentucky is off like a massive win against Missouri. I think it's well set. My number is Kentucky by four, by five. I think it's well set. Like I don't like Mark Stoops as a big favorite. No, I don't either. Especially on the road. But yeah, and like they they just struggle against Chattanooga. But I do think that like Missouri win is in everybody's back, everybody's mind. Like that was an impressive performance. They still only won by a touchdown. Yeah, I mean. Oh no! What? Are you gonna bet South Carolina here or no? You number edge on the on the Cox? This is at home for for yeah. for the Cox in Columbia. The cockadoodle doos. Yep. Cock my, lines, my, my 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 line is uh, Kentucky minus one. Wow! I think you gotta go cock up on that one. Get a five and a half. You can get a five and a half. I think you can get a five and a half. Give me the cock-a-doodle-doos. Cocks up. Cocks up, baby. What a disgusting game to have money on. Wow, Colin. I can't believe you're betting South Carolina, but you won't bet Nebraska. I don't, like... Yeah, there, there's... I don't know. I don't, like, Scott Frost has not impressed me as a head coach. Has, I, has I'm not... No, no. But Frank be, Beamer or whatever his name is? But he hasn't, like... He hasn't, like... I, I'm low on him. I was low on the hire, but, like, he, there's no, like, reason for me to be low besides I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I will say this. South Carolina has a very solid defensive line. I think South Carolina has also impressed me. They Honestly, have, they, yeah. they have, they have, like, Curry I was really low on the ECU win. Yeah. Like, with, with a graduate. Like, we thought they would lose that game with Luke Dottie. Yeah. With a grad trans, with, yeah. yeah, with the grad transfer quarterback, and, um... They, they weren't, they... they I mean, they got beat pretty heavily by Georgia. They covered. 40 is not terrible. They covered. The spread was 31. They covered. A late touchdown. They covered. Yeah. All right, you got South Carolina, five and a half. I will not be joining you on that one. Um, I also didn't, don't think the line stinks nearly as much as you do, but anyway. West Virginia plus 17, plus 17 and a half, plus 16 and a half, anywhere in that range at Oklahoma. I don't want to touch this game. Get right game? Like, if anything, I kind of like Oklahoma. That's what I think. It feels like a big get right game, but my line is... My see. line's accurate. My line is yeah. Oklahoma by 16 and a half. Yeah. Like, it's a... I'm staying away. I feel like every idiot's on West Virginia here. Right? Well, I don't know. There are a lot of people on West Virginia. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm not betting this I game. Mean, can't, like... Oklahoma struggled against Tulane and Nebraska. Yeah. Like, they just have not looked good. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And, and then you 
put it into the perspective of um, West Virginia just had like a huge win. Yeah. And now they got to come down off that huge win and get ready for an Oklahoma team that's yeah, got to on the road. The bu- yeah, that's chomping at the bit to make a, get a statement win because people are starting to doubt them. Yeah. I lean Oklahoma, but I just can't. I can't get there. I can't play it either. But, yeah. but there you go. Oklahoma's going to win by forty, and we're going to be the two idiots that are looking at each other next week. Like, man, we should have been on this. This is what we do all the time, man. <laughs> we should have been on this. We had this pick. I perfectly. feel like I feel like our leans are always great, and yeah. then the plays, you know, fifty-fifty. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. We're going to. I guarantee we're going to be looking at each other Tuesday afternoon, like. Uh, Oklahoma won this game by 60. Spencer Rattler threw for 400 yards and six touchdowns. And <laughs> we were like, nah, we can't bet it. Anyway, no plays, even though we like Oklahoma. Uh, what do we have next? Um, UNC Georgia Tech. UNC minus 12.5 at Georgia Tech. Do you like this? Give me the Tar Heels. Okay. Why? Uh, so this line is like exactly what I have it at. Okay. Pre making any adjustments after the UNC UVA game. I just I think that like was a massive get right game for UNC. I think their wide receivers flashed. I think Howell had a great game. Their own line played well. Like I don't think UVA is a slouch on defense. You know, I don't think they're a great defense, but I don't think they're a slouch. I think it's impressive. Put it here let me put it this way. Yep. Putting up fifty nine points on UVA is different than putting up 59 points against Wake Forest. Those are two very similar teams, but Wake Forest is more of an offensive team than a defensive team. UVA Mendenhall's identity has been on the defense for a long time, and I think just being able to run for 200 yards, having the O-line kind of figure some things out, Howell having a great game, and then you have Georgia Tech who just played like Clemson to a draw, almost won that game. This team still lost to Northern Iowa. Or Northern Illinois with Rocky Lombardi. And yeah, they switched quarterbacks, right? It's not a Sims anymore. But under two touchdowns, I think I think UNC blows them out. Wow. Um, all right, I'll give it to you. UNC minus twelve and a half. Um, I just I can't I can't get there. I don't really know what Georgia Tech is. Um they're not good. And I think UNC, Jeff Collins isn't a good U- head coach. Also under Mac Brown, Colin, UNC has not been good on the road, really, except for that one blowout win at Miami. But, like, is, is Georgia Tech a intimidating environment? No, it is not. It's not. It is not. And you could be 100% on the correct side here, and I think you are on the right side. I'm just I'm just not. I'm not there. I can't. I can't. I don't have enough value. Um, let me see what my number is. It's, my guess is my number is actually probably leans Georgia Tech, which is going to make me want to stay away even more. Now I actually have a small number edge on North Carolina. I make it UNC my, minus 14, but not enough for me to get uh, to get all hoppity-hoppity about it. Hoppity-hoppity. So, so no play for me. Um, onward and upward. Indiana visits Western Kentucky. Indiana minus 9 at Western Kentucky. Let's see what the... Uh, yeah, nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half in spots, um, depending on what you like. Feels like Indiana needs to win this game, but, like, man, I wouldn't want to go on the road to Western Kentucky on a Saturday night, face King Zappy. Yeah, the Zap attack. In a, in a must-win. Like, that just feels like a recipe for disaster. I've done it one time before. Uh-oh. I know very little about the Western Kentucky team outside of 
that they just took the entire Houston Baptist offense. You know about this? Yep. They took the quarterback, top two wide receivers, and then took the other top FCS wide receiver and the offensive coordinator from Houston Baptist. Like, you guys are pretty good. Come over here. Just like... And do it again. Let's have this offense over here. Yeah. And uh, they've been playing really well. They're at home. Indiana's kind of sucked. You know? I'm not going to take the spread. I'm just going to be on the money line. Really? Okay. Because I think... I think Indiana has the potential to blow them out. Like, they're a better team. Their defense is better. They can lock them down. But... Penix has just not impressed me. I don't, like if he struggles to score points, I don't care how good this, this Indiana is defense is. I think Western Kentucky can put up points against anybody. They put up thirty-five points, plus two ninety. They put up thirty-five points against Army, a triple option team. Okay. This is the best defense. Western Kentucky's going to face all season. Yeah, but you have so limited opportunity to put up points against a triple option team. They will have much more opportunities, more possessions. Okay. I'm just going to say, this is the best defense Western Kentucky will face all season. I know it is. Western Kentucky's defense is a complete 180 from Cincinnati and Iowa. Yes, yes. Pretty bad defense. So I don't... I just... It's going to be loud in there. Penix has sucked. It's a tricky game for sure. And, Indiana might blow them out. And and the no, they may, which is why I'm only on the money line. Well, there you go. Because I'm gonna. I, I know. I I know I was gonna be on this game. So why not give it out? You know, this is this is a game I've had circle for a while. It's 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 the Zap Attack Homecoming. I've been on them for a while. Like 14, this is this is my boy. 14, 14 games. Fourteen games. Fourteen games. Fourteen bets. This is a real spray and pray from Mr. O'Donnell. I've never seen this kind of behavior out of him. Two weeks ago, he was talking some nonsense about staying disciplined. Yeah, and then last week happened. I was disciplined, and all my leans hit, and all my disciplined plays got killed. So I was like, fuck it. Why don't I just... This Everything I'm leaning, I'm just going to play. I, that's what I would do. That's what I, I was. Do. I, was, I was thinking about playing New Mexico, um, Texas A&M under last week at like 51. The final score is 34 to 0. Yeah. I mean, never look, in doubt. Look, I am a huge proponent, and I, you, you got if you're if you're a longtime listener, you know this from the college basketball season. I am a huge proponent of playing every edge. You bet every single edge you have because if you are a good gambler, if you are good at what you do, by betting every edge, you extend your sample size, and if you are actually good, you will win more because you've extended your sample size. Right? If you yes. pick and choose, it's going to be harder. So you bet every edge. So I completely condone it. I support it, and I hope you have a winning week. Um, Cal plus seven and a half at Washington. Stinky, 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 it's stinky, man. But I stinky, think... stinky. So here we go, sniffing out all the stink. And now, but now, now we're now we're back. But we are just, you know, the, the cheese is looking so appetizing right now. It's like, you know, they got a little brochet, they got a little Swiss, they got some American in there. They got they got these nice crackers, you know. Fresh from Trader Joe's, just from Trader Joe's, <laughs> from Italy, uh, just just waiting. So I don't know if it's that stinky. It is. Why? It is stinky. Con. Most of the money is on Washington. Most of the tickets are on Washington. Sixty percent of bets are on Washington. I th- I don't think it's stinky. I think people think Cal sucks. No, I think it's stinky. Well, I'm telling you right now, Washington lost to a. 
FCS school and got blown out by Mon- by Michigan. I'm going to get this out as a play. Are you? Yeah. My number is like Washington by three or four. I love Cal as a dog. I love Justin Wilcox as a dog. These guys will be ready to play. I think that they'll have some success running the football. They will have a good game plan. They will go in there unafraid. This is a Cal team that every single year finds a way to sneak up on somebody. They almost snuck up on TCU on the road, and we were looking at each other like, man, Justin Wilcox, really good as a dog, but like, ah, I don't want to bet him at TCU. And I'm, I'm not going to miss the opportunity here. It's going to be a West Coast late-night game. I'm going to be either either pumped up from, from Rutgers shocking the world and beating Michigan, or I'm going to be depressed looking for some late-night juice to, to sip. So Cal is my target. I like them plus 7.5. I think they're a live dog. They're well-coached. They defend at a high level. And just because Washington scored 50 points against Arkansas State last week doesn't mean they're back. You know who may have the worst defense in college football? Arkansas, Arkansas State. Now, they have a terrible defense, but still, that is an impressive performance for a team who put up seven against Montana. Cal plus seven and a half. I also have a big number on edge, too. On Cal? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) You bet everything else. Why not make it an even 15? Give me the cheese. Yeah. But this is stinky. This is... I don't think it's as stinky. No, it's stinky. It's definitely stinky. This is, this is, without a doubt, stinky that this line is 7.5. I expected a 3 open. That would have stunk. No, it wouldn't have. I would have been all over Cal if that was the That case. wouldn't have stunk. Dude, people, Washington was still a preseason top 25 team. Yes, but Washington lost to Montana and got killed by Michigan. I think 14 would have been stinkier. No, this is stinky. This is 14 would have been like, man, these guys know something. Washington's going to kick Cal's ass. No, they, the 7 is stinky. But uh, well, we'll find out. I when Cal wins outright, we don't gonna feel too too bad about it. Yeah, you don't think that's gonna happen? No, I don't. I, I, I think we're gonna be praying to cover for a backdoor seven point loss. Yeah, it's gonna be like twenty four. Cal's not gonna score. No, it's gonna be twenty four fourteen, and Cal's gonna be driving. We're gonna be praying like, yeah. please get some points here. Anyway, um, staying in the Pac twelve, uh, two games left. I think um, Oregon State at USC. Number is Oregon State plus ten and a half. What do you think, Colin? I got nothing on this. I game. got absolutely nothing on this game. I kind of lean Oregon State. I don't really have a number edge though. So apparently, Keenan Slovis is back. So I don't know who's going to start, Dart or Slovis. Which is I don't think it matters. I think it kind of does. Slovis has who's just better? had a good post injury. I think Dart might be better. Um, I don't know. I could see USC blowing the doors off of Oregon State again. Hmm. Got all the talent in the world, man, and they don't have a shit coach anymore. Yeah, my number is pretty accurate. My number is USC by nine. I have nothing on this game. I think Oregon State's feisty. Like I think they can run the ball effectively, and if, I, I shouldn't say that. I should I should say if they can run the ball effectively, I think they'll have a chance in this one. Um, USC might be playing loose and free now that Clay Helton's finally gone. <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing to lose, um, and I think we kind of saw that. Against Washington State, I just think Oregon State's a solid football team. They're going to have a good game plan. Um, I think it's a well set line, and I don't have to play it, so I'm not going to play it. Now, here's the last game that we're going to touch on, and I think this is a stinky line also. Arizona State minus 14 at home against Colorado. Which way do you think it's? Stinky? I like Arizona State. I think they might win this game by 40 points. You think this line's stinky? Yes, I think that number looks huge. Colorado, Colorado. Just Colorado, lost 30-0. Just fine. They lost 30-0. But they also almost upset Texas A&M. 
And Arizona State just lost to BYU. Arizona State is so talented, man. And Colorado cannot move the ball through the air. I do not see Colorado establishing the run on Arizona State. Like, this could be a, a, an example of one of these mountain teams going into Tempe, right? And just getting dogged. Like, I think Arizona State might dog them. I'm not betting it. But I, I, I have this, like, inkling that that's going to happen. Why would you bet it? We're just talking about this. What did you I just say? Have, you have, have an edge. You just said you no, have an edge. No, I don't edge. have an edge. I have an inkling, not an edge. No, you you said you you just went on a whole rim. That's more that's more than you give for half your place. Take it. Come on. I don't have a number edge. Come My on. number is 14 and a half. You don't have a number edge on on Nebraska? Yeah, but that's every that is that is my cream to the Come cream. on, just just we're, we're spraying and praying. Get on it. If I if I can take West Kentucky Money line. That's your own call. That's you can line. have some balls and take Arizona State minus 14. <laughs> it has nothing to do with balls. Yeah, I'm have not. some fucking balls. I'm already on nine games this week. Have some balls. Get it to nine. No, thank you. You see what I'm saying, though? Oh, my God. So many tickets are on Colorado. <sighs> have some balls. Dude, don't you think? Don't you see what I'm saying? Let's talk about the game first before we, we, we think about plays. Well, I'm not gonna play this. That's fine. But what do you think? You see what I'm saying? I mean, my line is like, my line is Arizona State minus 14. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now I, I say it's a big spot for Arizona State, but and they're at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> and they're, they they got to be pissed off that they just lost. I'm not playing it. I'm not, I'm not playing it. But I, I, I have this feeling that Arizona State blows them out. Anyway, but I could be misreading the stink. Like, Colorado could could be pissed off coming off that blowout loss home to Minnesota and have a good fight in a Pac-12 rivalry game. And Arizona State might just not be good enough to cover a two-touchdown spread if they don't play lights out. So, no play for me. Soft. Okay. Um, Josh Pate has this on his favorite place. In favor of who? Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Um, that'll do it for us. Let's recap. Well, are we going to get to the money lines? Oh, I mean, you already gave out a money line. I, I'm only on Nebraska plus 175. It's the only money line I'm betting. What you're not, you're not sprinkling doing? Florida State, Boston College. You don't want to, no. you don't want to double up on those, no. Mississippi State? No, what's the point? They're two point. The money line in those games is like plus 110 max. Like, I'd rather just get my points. Do you want, do you want the money line on South Carolina? Like, do they're a live dog against Kentucky? Okay, here Syracuse we go. Syracuse is the only one I'd consider. Here we go. Give me Syracuse. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I got to write. I gotta write <laughs> and I got I to gotta pull up the actual numbers of what they are. Okay, hang on. You want who? One to Q's. Syracuse. You can get plus 190. Okay? Okay. Okay, hang on. Wait. Let me write it down. Let me just mark it. Okay. Syracuse plus 190. Next. Give me the Cox. South Carolina plus... See what I can get you on the Cox. You're really cocking up this week. I can get you plus 175. Okay? Yep. I actually get you plus 180. Even better. Oh, what'd you do? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay. What about you? Just Braska plus 175. Let me see if that's the actual number. If that's the, the, the number that it is. Plus 170. Doesn't matter. It's fine.
change it? Yeah. No, you didn't. No, I changed it, and then you, uh, you, you aren't changed it. Stop right. clicking on it. <laughs> Stop clicking on it, you fucking... We're good. <laughs> We're good now. <laughs> All right. Um, Colin, do you want to read them off, or do you want me to read them off for you? Here we go. UVA minus four. Syracuse plus six and a half. Mississippi State plus two and a half. TCU minus nine. Boston College plus two. Texas minus seven and a half. Villanova plus 30 and a half. A&M Arkey under 47.5. Clemson minus nine and a half. Iowa State minus seven. OK State minus five and a half. South Carolina plus five and a half. UNC minus 12 and a half. Cal plus seven and a half. Western Kentucky money line plus 290. Syracuse money line plus 190. South Carolina money line plus 180. That's 17 bets, dude. I love it. Spray and pray. Bet every edge. Um, this weekend's going to make you or break you. <laughs> I love that. There's nothing, there's no better feeling than having, you know, all, all this adrenaline on a Saturday. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna, the adrenaline starts on Friday night. It's true. All right, for me, six, Syracuse plus six and a half, Wisconsin minus five and a half, Mississippi State plus two and a half, Boston College plus two, Florida State plus two and a half. Oklahoma State minus five and a half, Nebraska plus five, Cal plus seven and a half, and Nebraska plus one seventy on the money line. We have no lock fights this week, right? We don't go head to head on anything, and we've got consensus plays on Syracuse, Mississippi State, Boston College, Oklahoma State, and Cal. Big week for the consensus plays, right? Yeah. Big week for the consensus plays. Let me mark all of them down. Um, what did I say? Boston College plus two. Uh, Oklahoma State minus five and a half. And Cal plus seven and a half. All right. Let's I have can't a believe week, I bro. gave out Villanova plus 30. Yeah, but it might hit, and then you'll feel, you'll feel pretty good about yourself. All right. Um, we'll be back next week to break it all down. Colin, enjoy your, uh, your time in Chicago. I hope for your sake. Um, no, you don't hope. You don't hope at all. No, no, no. I, I, I hope... I, uh, you don't hope at all. You you have no hope. Don't 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 give false, false hope. You have you you hope I, I you hope I, hope I hope that you get blown out so bad that you're out of your misery by halftime. Yeah, there you go. That's what you hope. And you enjoy every every other part of your yeah, trip outside yeah, of the. Uh, yeah, there you go. Outside of the football yeah, game. Don't 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 hope for my sake. You know? Where is the game? Is that Soldier Field or is Soldier it Soldier Field? Cool. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week uh, to break it all down and see how we did. Um... Colin, good luck, man. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.